and welcome to Play on K, the Korean drama podcast with Emily and Raquel. And this is a show where we take a K-drama, we watch it two episodes at a time, and then we get together here every week to talk about it. Yeah, this week we watched the first two episodes of a new K-drama. We watched Gyansung Creature. Yeah! Oh, <laughs> it's dark. It's fucked up, Raquel. It is so dark. So I am very... Here's like a really weird thing about where my brain space is at. I am really, really into the opening credit scenes. Uh, oh, like yeah. With the like really spooky illustrations. I love it because it is so unsettling and it was <laughs> such a good way to open. And then they also had like in the first episode, very, very, very dark opening scenes as well. Yeah, I think I watched the first maybe 10 or 15 minutes of it and then took a break and was like, maybe maybe this show's not for us. Maybe even if our fans vote for it, we shouldn't watch it. Because <laughs> it, it's so dark. Like, I think they balance it really well. Once I got mm. more into the show, I was like, okay, it's not... It's not so depressing that I cannot watch it. Yeah, I was really, really surprised at the tonal shifts throughout yeah. the first two episodes because they they had, yeah, those really, really dark opening scenes. It is like one of those things, uh, it takes place at a very similar time as other K-dramas that we've watched, um, like Mr. Sunshine, which is very much not horror, but it is very sad because it, it's, it's about you, war. Yeah, it's about war and occupation and the people who get caught up in and like suffer through uh, really, really rough <laughs> periods of nationalism and imperialism and colonialism. And so, yeah, it's like already a dark time period. And then they focus in on one of the darkest things about that time period, which was the r radical and disturbing and awful human experimentation that was happening at the time. And so he, it's very much like a buckle up <laughs> type yeah. thing. But then they had moments of charm and humor and then I think there was a part like I definitely want to talk about the you know specific moments of charm and humor um but there was one specific part that was an interesting tone shift because it had nothing to do with charm or humor I believe it was the very very last minute of the second episode where they play like a pop rock song um that I didn't see coming for some reason because Usually it's like piano music or like, I don't know, like it, it was weird. It was, it was one of those <laughs> things. I didn't dislike it, but I was just like, I noticed it. Cause I was like, it doesn't feel like this song should be playing uh. in, in this show particularly, <laughs> but I like it and I'm okay with it. I just feel like I, I'm very aware of it. it. It was a little bit of an immersion breaker where I was like, oh, like, whoa. Didn't wow. see it coming. I don't. I didn't I don't notice know if it you at noticed. all. Yeah. No. I think Park So Jun really carries a lot of the characterization of his part of the show. He carries a lot of the tonal shifts, 
And so they probably played the song over him walking out and being like, I'm going to do this badass thing. That was exactly what it, he was like walking out of his of his pawn shop. shop. Yeah. yeah. And it and was like, he would fucking go. Yeah. And it was like a poppy moment. So it's ah. like, yeah, play a pop song. Right. Where he was like, you know, motivated to go do a thing. I think it's when he's like, yeah, I'm going to go save her. I think. Probably. That sounds right. But like I said, I didn't notice because it feels like he can carry moments like that. He can shoulder that kind of stuff. Yeah, he is very good in this. He is very good because I think that his character would be dislikable, except that he's very good at playing a charming person who is doing not likable things, but you still feel invested in the character. Yeah. Some of the speeches that he gives are so hard to connect with, where it's so much easier to like a character in a hard situation who stands by their values and is standing up for their country. And he's very much the opposite of that. He has made it very clear that he is going to protect everything that he has built for himself. And I think there is a respectable amount of awareness to that, where you're like, I cannot condemn anyone for any actions when they have grown up in an occupied country yes i yeah i cannot speak against him for being like i just wanted money and safety and protection and i got those things and i'm not willing to give them up yeah but it is it is hard to like someone who's like i'm rich and that's none of anyone else's business like that is the other half of his speech Yes, yeah, like, and stay out of it and don't worry about it. And now I will not be sharing. I am fighting tooth and nail for my own survival. And that's what I'm going to go ahead and focus on. And it's like, (laughs) so dislikable, but I don't hate him. I don't hate him. And like, he's flirty with the female lead at inappropriate times. (laughs) And uh, I love that she hates that. And even her dad, that was like kind of a deal breaker for him momentarily, where he's like trying to be all business. And then he finds out what Park Soo-Joon's character, I need to pull up the character list. We're so early in that obviously I'm a stupid brat who has not learned anyone's name. His is Tae something. Yeah, Jung Tae Song. Tae Song. Uh, yeah, anyway, he finds out what Jung Tae Song said that upset her so much. And he's like, actually, yeah, me too. I'm out of here, as, as it turns out. Uh, <laughs> fuck that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love those two. Uh, very, very, so good. And uh, yeah, I'm really, really excited. So, so uh, 88, we're going to be bouncing around. It's the first two episodes. We're bringing the chaos as usual. Because I do have to p- talk about the fact that I knew because you had texted me and I was very excited to hear that We Ha Jun is in this show. Yes. And I was so stoked. And then come to find out that I also love his character. Right. Um, I think that we have a longstanding, uh, like, we call out and joke around. Uh, we have a lot of fun with the fact that you love a bad boy, right? Yeah. I think what we don't call out enough is the fact that my, like, toxic, like, maybe, like, my I'll ignore every red flag is when someone is, uh, first of all, played by Wee Ha Jun, but also <laughs> <laughs> um, alongside that, 
Like he can be such a playboy, like do what I, like he could be the opposite of romantic wherein, you know, he's, uh, for example, we don't know a lot about his character, but he's kind of an implied playboy, right? Where it's like, yeah. he can't really be bothered with the feelings of people specifically because he's too worried about like fighting in the revolution. And that is such a, like, like he could, he could say, I'm so in love with him. I'm so <laughs> in love with the character that I was like thinking about it. And I was like, he could be the biggest problem. He could be a walking red flag. He could do everything wrong. He could sacrifice people in the name of the revolution. And I would be like, that's the hottest shit I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> He's standing for his country. Yeah. He's doing the right thing. He's a revolutionary. He's going to protect his country at all costs. And wow. And I'm out here <laughs> being the biggest problem we got like five minutes of screen time from him and I've written this narrative in my head. Obviously, I'm going to be insufferable through this show. <laughs> I also want to do a quick called shot. I don't think his character is surviving this show and it oh, I no. will be devastated. I just had the feeling that he feels like the type of character that they will have you come to really like and then they will kill them off. Yeah, he's been too useful so far. Yep. That's fair. That's a good called shot. I, yeah, it's hard. I feel like there's a tiny red flag I just want to put in there. Because I feel like the Playboy thing is like, uh, whatever. But his family being the only ones that are allowed into the hospital is yeah. like, <laughs> either they did something terrible or more than likely they're just very, very rich and well-connected. Yeah. And then he's out here playing the you should put your money toward the cause. The, the cause. Is like, it's like, mm. <laughs> I doubt all of your money is going toward the cause. Because look at you drinking the night away every night, sir. I don't know. Yeah. We Like you said, we got five minutes with this character. I'm excited for more, but purely because it's we out here. Yep. Yeah. It's Weeha June. He could be the most entitled rich boy. And yeah. I'm out here like, my heart beats only for you, my man. <laughs> you did one favor for the main character and now you can do no wrong. Yep. You bleach, you're great. Can we also his opening scene that we very first see Weeha June's character, he's playing the piano. He's playing Claire de Lune, which is the wonder wall of, <laughs> <laughs> of classical music. Um, I just feel like it's always, it's one of those things where there's like that common joke, like give a white boy a guitar and he will immediately start playing wonder wall. Um, give any person in any show a piano and they will start like any dude probably also women, but specifically any dude in any like K-drama or show, a piano, they will start playing Claire de Lune. They will start. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's so true. <laughs> it's okay. It's a classic for a reason. We yeah. love it. We love to hear it. It's a good song. It's a, it's it's a, a fun song. song. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's everywhere. It's romance in and of itself. It's romance. And we get to see Weeha June playing the piano. So we'll take it. He's an <laughs> artist. He's, He's an a artist. 
Oh, speaking of artists, we also have Sachimoto, who is the saddest character I've ever seen in any show. Devastating. So stressed for that tortured man. (laughs) Um, Emotionally. There are people who endure physical torture in this show that uh, is very fucking rough. Um, but we got, yeah, Sachimoto struggling with coming to terms with what he has seen. Oh my god. And barely, which I understand fully. Yeah. Oh, I don't even know what to say about it because he's such an enigma. Like, the whole point is that we don't know anything about him. He just signed up for the army being like, I'm a starving artist. And they were, somebody decided that this was the placement for him. And I don't know why the sluice are looking for them, but I want them to win. But I feel like in my mind, it's very much a moment where they finally catch up to him and he is not helpful at all. Yeah, he's uh, like really, really emotionally ruined by that. And I think the thing is, is that at the current point, he would want to help. Because, I mean, it sucks because in a way they've already lost because her her mom, right? Like her mom is the, the Gyeongsung creature. It's the one with the necklace, right? Like yeah. her mom's the one with the necklace. Okay. Yeah. And I think that that's kind of what ties them all together is that Sachimoto has drawn a picture of her mom and that's why they're looking for him. Oh, did they uh, just came across a picture of his i assume just because he's drawing her also when he's like sitting in the restaurant i want to say and the and the bartender woman is talking to him and he's drawing a picture of her mom and it looks very similar to the picture that she was like keeping wrapped up that she like looked at at one point and so I think that that's the tie-in and why they're like, Sachimoto knows something is because he drew a picture of her mom when he saw her being held prisoner in the hospital. Years ago. Years ago. And she like said, not necessarily words of comfort, but not necessarily like she wasn't antagonistic toward him. And I, she is also the one that <laughs> quote unquote survived the experimentation. Mm-hmm. So I think they've already lost in a way. I think they are a couple weeks too late from saving her mom. Wow, this show really, really drives the stake in. Yeah. Once it gets you, <laughs> once yeah. you put those pieces together, you just line them up like that. What more is there? Yeah. And I'm very curious to see how they will play out um, the mistress, Myungja, who they are looking for as well and is tied up in this and she is like the reason that Taesong gets drawn into it is you know he's looking for her and so far she was like the only person to be like I will not be touching anthrax and I don't know if that was just like instinct or if she is smart but didn't feel the need to be like don't touch that um I, but it I don't felt know if it's a little too contrived. Like fi- yeah. if they tell us like five prisoners survived, I think I'll be okay. But if they're like she's literally the only one who right. backed into a corner and somehow didn't get anthrax on her, I will be a little bit upset. Yeah, it doesn't seem possible, right? Cuz it's like if 
it's it's one thing if they're all reaching their hand out to like you know touch yeah. the snowflakes or whatever but some of them were just standing there so like like, like you said sleeping. it's con- yeah it's very contrived to be like she's stuck in a place with no circulation and just cuz she backed into it's like every corner of that place would be covered if if it was as covered as i don't know like as it seemed to be yeah, yeah, because at first it seemed like there wasn't that much, and then all of a sudden it was like, no, it's all over them, it's killing them, rapidly. Everyone died, but maybe yeah. not her. I don't know. <laughs> maybe not her, because she knew, I, I was almost hoping that, like, if she was going to be the only person who survived, that she would have done something more specific than just crawling into a corner, right? Where it's like, she saw someone die, and like took their i don't know like an item from them that like she could cover her arms and like face with or something but even then i'm like but if they got touched by a bunch of anthrax then anything on them would also be covered in anthrax yeah but yeah something like if it were suffocating them instead and she thought that happening yeah. And covered her mouth, you'd be like, oh, okay, she took action. She prevented her death. But yeah, it's like, no, there's something in the air that's burning people alive. But not if you get close enough to that back corner. It's not yeah. back there. The air doesn't exist there. Yeah, you're safe. You've got a, a secret barrier. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> well, hopefully a couple other people had that same idea because it was not an idea. It yeah. It was nothing. Yeah. Or she's already dead and I'm just, like, looking stupid out here being mad about it. (laughs) Yeah, I'm the same way, though, because I'm thinking about it and I'm like, either she's still alive and she plays into the story more somehow, right? Like, she's the person to lead them to the next clue or something. Something happens where she is a survivor of this event or she's dead and literally the only like plot, like she was just a plot device to drive these people here to this one place, which is fine. Like that's a bit like, it's not a bad plot device to have like a missing person or like multiple missing people tied to the same event be the reason that all like all three of four however many of these people ended up in the same place um i'm just curious how it's going to play out if she is just a plot device or if she is a character with more of a story and like more stakes in this yeah i guess i'm hopeful that she's more of a character but more so I'm just not the writer of the show, so I don't... They've really built it up to be like, Ishikawa wants her back. Yeah. He doesn't want just a report that says she died in this spooky hospital. And yeah. if you tell him that, he will destroy Jung Tae-sung. Like, I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe he's a reasonable guy. He's like, oh, my wife had her killed. Like, that's on me, kind of. Yeah. But he seems unreasonable enough to be like... Oh, then you failed. This counts as a failure if she's dead. Yeah. He doesn't seem like a benevolent person who's like, who has reason really, because he was ready (laughs) to just like continuously beat uh, Taesung to a pulp. uh, Under false pretenses. Yeah, I that was an interesting scene for me to figure out because um, 
I think like it was good in showing that Taesung is very clever and and good with information and good with handling people, but not infallible, right? It's not like he's so good that he never would have ended up in that situation. It's like, no, he's still like of an oppressed people in Josong uh, under occupation. He's just someone with, you know, wit and power, enough enough money to have some level of power. So I thought that that was like an interesting interesting scene to be introductory to his character. But I, I think I kind of struggled with the through line from him being like, oh, you, like, you must be so in love with your wife. Like, he's like saying all the right things, but I didn't see quite the through line of how it went from him saying those things to him being like the guy, like the guy. Hired like, for a job? Yeah, yeah. That was just, I don't know. I, it didn't feel like the smoothest transition from like point A to point B to me. Cause at that point I was like, it just feels like Isakawa is going to, I don't know. I, I just struggled with it. I, I'm having a hard time putting it into words. No, but. yeah. Cause I think we get, I guess my impression of it was that he was tortured to convince people that he was being tortured for information. Gotcha. And then once it was convincing enough that, Ishikawa was, was able to send everyone else away and then give him like a secret mission. That makes sense. But that makes a lot it? more sense. <laughs> yeah. It makes more sense than what I was trying to do in my brain where I was like, he said something that convinced Izakawa to not kill him. But I can't figure out exactly what that is other than like he was kind of letting him off the hook of being like, your wife would never, and you must love her so much to be so worried about her, but like you shouldn't question her character or whatever, right? Yeah. Where it's like that's kind of where my brain was trying to make sense of it, but I think yours makes more sense that it was kind of a pretense and he passed the test or something. It's all I can think of, but like you said, I do feel like that was a bit of a weak point where the transition just wasn't clear. Yeah, at least for us. <laughs> at least for us. Sorry guys, if we're if we're just being dummies, maybe that's on us. <laughs> oh. Um we should talk about Yoon Cheok. <gasps> I loved her fight scene. I love that one of her first interactions with Taesung was a fight scene. Yeah, I love that she has fight scenes. I love that she does parkour. I love that she fixes motorcycles. I love everything that they've... It is, like, a little bit wild to have her be, like, the sudden jack of all trades. She can do it all. <laughs> There's nothing she can't do. Like, I'm okay with it. Don't get me wrong. I love her. There is, like, a part of me where I'm like, what exactly is this character? That's fair. Um, But, like, in a good way, where I'm like also enchanted by her. I thought that the fight scene, the part of the fight scene where her hat gets knocked off and her hair is flowing and all of a sudden he <laughs> realizes she's beautiful because there's no way he didn't know she was a woman, right? Like I don't know. I don't they know how weren't playing dramas that. work. <laughs> <laughs> We've been like here no. <laughs> for seven years and we have no clue how K-dramas work. I feel like... In the context of their setting, 
I can understand a man being like, a woman outside after dark, let alone fighting me in an alleyway? Like, that part is surprising. So I thought it was just a man with a high-pitched voice. (laughs) I don't know. It's hard because we've watched so many K-dramas at this point that it's like, you put a hat on a woman and she's a man. Yeah, immediately. immediately. We all (laughs) saw you're beautiful, so... (laughs) And we all saw through it, okay? (laughs) We all knew. But I feel like in this context, at least a little bit, it makes more sense. Yeah, yeah. Like, contextually, it's dark. It's nighttime. The moon wasn't out yet. It's Um, 1945. I've never seen a woman in pants. Not once ever in my life. Yes, this is just a a feminine-seeming man who can fight like hell and hell yeah uh and then no 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 she is not long hair apparently (laughs) that's the trick long hair the most beautiful face the The most most beautiful face the most immediately fell in love with her type face (gasps) Uh, yeah also two as well also two as well um this is the first time i have seen han so he in anything that i can think of i think that's true for me she, I think she's become a pretty popular name. Uh, I think she's been in some popular K-dramas. I don't know them. I haven't seen them. We will put her more on the list because I love her so far. Yeah, she's awesome. She's super, super awesome. Uh, the character is awesome. Should we take a break now and touch base with how you're feeling on Magic Mind? How do you love it? I've loved it so much that I have put in an order. I can't get enough of it. I am really impressed, even more impressed than I was, because I was impressed when I was taking it, how I felt. And then I actually had like a gap between when I finished up my last order and when I got my next order that I realized how different I felt and how I was really, really missing it. I was missing the focus And I actually looked more into the ingredients because I had done that, you know, prior to having it the first time and noticed that it's packed full of vitamins. But I was really interested in learning more about the immunity support that I mentioned. There's a bunch of stuff in there. There's not just the vitamin C that I mentioned. They have echinacea. It's really, really good for your immunity. I genuinely feel good when I take it. And it wasn't like withdrawal when you stopped taking it, right? No, I wasn't like, there was no like actual negative response. It's just that I wasn't getting all of the positives that I had with it. So, and I noticed. That's so cool. So if you're ready to try out Magic Mind, use the links in our description or go straight to magicmind.com slash playonk and use our code playonk at checkout to support our podcast while getting something amazing for yourself. And then of course, let us know what you think. Yeah, check it out. And yeah, for sure let us know because I I have genuinely been loving it and I want to know if everyone else enjoys it as much as I do. Uh, I am excited that there is a romance and I love when there's romance inside of horror. Yes, they're so hard to do together. Yeah, it's very difficult. And so when people pull it off, I'm always very impressed. Because I think it's an easy way... To get people to act recklessly and in horror, that's how people get killed. Mm -hmm. 
So it can be a really frustrating combination. But I am excited for this one because I think like he's acting impulsively, but not recklessly. And she is uninterested. So it's like, yeah, it's perfect. The perfect balance. She's going to keep herself safe first and foremost. Yeah. Yeah. And I like her level of disinterest um, feels as a viewer, sometimes when there's too much disinterest from one party in a K-drama, like any K-drama, but in a romance, that kind of, like, That's I start building the ship. Yeah. yeah. You're like, actually respect her. Respect her boundaries. Yeah. Like, leave her alone. But I think that um, her level of disinterest is very good uh, in that it's not it's not really quite stay away from me. It's weird using you for a purpose. And I'm going to be very transparent about that. And I also like, <laughs> I think you're trash. Um, <laughs> which now I'm kind of like disproving my own point. But I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm okay with her level of disinterest and his level of interest combined where he's like, I'm not pursuing her romantically i am pursuing her safety because i kind of fell in love with her immediately so yeah yeah maybe that's the part of it that makes it okay where obviously her disinterest should be a full stop but this being a horror drama where her safety is compromised and his Motives definitely being mixed, but not necessarily being like, my end goal is to kiss her. It's like, okay, that would be bad, but his end goal is to save her life. So we're still okay. We're still in the green. Yeah. And it's like an interesting um, juxtaposition against everything he's said so far, where he's like, I'm interested in my own survival. I will look out for my own safety and he's also confused but he's like I'm confused but I've got to do this because there's something inside of me that says that I should also look out for her safety yeah and it's nice because her dad's there so it's a little bit even more great be like well you should probably save both of them huh yeah you're not gonna win her over if you just save her not a good look not a good look you gotta save them both so now you're in it for the people you're in now it for the people. Now you're a man of the people. Now you're a man of the cots. Do the finger thing. <laughs> Do the finger thing. Do the finger thing like Master Lee did. Yeah, Master Lee showed up. That's also exciting. <sighs> Master Janitor Lee. I love, love that man. I will. I need to learn his name because I love him. But for now, yeah. he's just Master Lee from Alchemy of Souls. Master Lee from Alchemy of Souls. Uh, Im Chulso. Uh, sorry, Im Chulsu. Im Chulsu, my guy. Ooh. So glad to see him. And then he's like, he's a member. He's a rebel. He's a rebel. We love the rebels. We always love the rebels. It's hard because I was very, very excited about him. But then the nurse came in and really snatched that ending. And I was like, oh, no, I don't even know this woman. And I'm even more excited now. Yeah. Yeah. When she also knew the sign and she also had more emotional background information because he was like scared he was like my brother went in no one ever comes out i'm here investigating that and then she's like i'm here for the cause no one ever comes out we have been looking into this for a long time yeah this hospital is a nightmare like she also served 
to move not necessarily the plot, but the information that the characters have. Yeah. So good. So good. Yeah. Yeah, that was extremely good. It was also cool that she like came in for a save when the one Japanese doctor was... But at the time, you think she's just kind of a clueless nurse. Yeah, and, and then she actually isn't. She, uh, like, and it could be that she genuinely, like, wasn't trying to save anyone, but she still came in for the save. She did still save them, so you don't know. Yeah. Like, by the end of episode two, you have to go back and at least question how much yeah. she knew. Yeah, how capable this woman is. So good, because, yeah, she just gets right in there. She's like, hmm. Hey, you look like you need an out. Your yeah. appointment is actually tomorrow now. As it turns out. You should leave. Oh, so good. So good. I also, I just had the thought there was one other person that I think I recognized. And now I'm just working to confirm it, playing a little mini who's that face since, because why not? Since, because why not? Uh, we are looking at, he's in the Japanese army. And it's Miss, Mr. Knife from Worst of Evil, I think. And now I'm just trying to... You think Knife Guy? I think Knife Guy is one of the soldiers. What? Major Endo. What have you been in? The Worst of Evil. Seo Jung Rule. No way! Yeah. <laughs> I got those eagle eyes. Oh my god. <laughs> Wait, what? Who... <laughs> yeah, he, uh, the actor's name is Lee Shinki. But who is he in this? What? In this, he's Major Endo. So he was one of, the, so the, when he gets probably the most FaceTime, because he had a couple of moments on screen, but when he gets probably the most FaceTime is when the creature is killing the Japanese soldiers and the one main baddie, what's his face, uh, Colonel Kato with the glasses is, yeah he's standing there and like being like don't shoot the creature and it like keeps kind of panning to this other guy he's not one of the ones that gets killed oh he's, he's the one that keeps being like we have to do something yeah they're going to die we should be doing something and colonel Kato is like do not shoot the creature that is what we're here for wow. uh if they die they die <laughs> <laughs> And then he starts getting real, real weird about it. Yeah, he's super creepy. What a creepy villain. What? Yeah, what a good villain. Like, I love creepy science experiment stuff where people are just, like, fully committed to their cause. Yeah. Yeah, he uh, he is a very, very troubling villain, I mm -hmm. think, that they've done. I mean, any villain that, uh, I think that, Whenever we watch K-dramas that are in this time period, it's a very, it's easy to do a good villain. You pretty much just have to pick anyone high up in the Japanese military because the Japanese were the bad guys. They were, they just were at the time. It's like, we would know we're from America. America is usually the bad guy. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's like, you already have that where there's usually the very, very, very troubling aspect of war and someone high up in a nationalistic military that feels very entitled to killing people. 
and then layer that on top of human experimentation and someone who's like, it's all for science to know and understand, but like all the worst and darkest parts of science with none of the humanity. And uh, you get a very terrifying dude. (laughs) But I like the added layer of having a monstrosity where I feel like you can see those kinds of villains in a war and have the people around them have conflicts, but for the most part, be able to come to terms with like, well, this is the enemy of war. So they quote unquote deserve to die. I will try to make peace with that. I don't know how post-war therapy works, but I assume that's part of it. (laughs) And in this context, we have a monster, a third party who the general has sided with above even his own comrades, which I think causes division amongst this, this group where they're the ones protecting the general. And he's, I guess they're, is an assumed expectation that he is also protecting them, but to see firsthand, like, oh, he's not. He is now sided with the monster. She is to be preserved above our own lives and safety. It just makes you question everything. And I think it gives a better opportunity for more and more conflict where that's where that's where Joson starts to win. That's where the revolutionists see the cracks and can slip in and start doing their work. Yeah. And also the monster is going to kill probably pretty like uh, indiscriminately, we can assume. Yeah. Uh, maybe not. I. It would be very interesting if the creature did not kill indiscriminately. I cannot imagine that is the case because the thing with horror is that Usually, when there is some kind of beast or monster, there's some kind of, um, there's not a plan. There's not like a design behind the carnage (laughs) that it wreaks. It is um, going to probably, but I am very, very interested. I love when there's some kind of twist. I talked about it when we watched, oh, now I can't think of the name of the movie. We had Jun's also in it. It was a horror oh, movie. Oh, Gonjiam. Gonjiam. Um, when we watched Gonjiam and uh, I talked a little bit about how I find it frustrating that the bad guys end up being the patients of uh, like a mental facility, uh, mental, not mental health, but the opposite of mental (laughs) health. Like one of those, like a psychiatric ward that abused its patients. And then the victims become the bad guy has always sat kind of wrong with me. And I don't know. There's always like that level of, it wouldn't be horror if the creature didn't kill indiscriminately, but it would also be very interesting if she came face to face with her daughter and there was still humanity left. It wouldn't necessarily be the same level of horror, but I I would be interested to see it. Yeah, it makes me curious, but also I think it would make me too sad. Yeah. Don't do yeah. it. <laughs> I think <laughs> the sad. horror is the loss of humanity, right? So I yeah. can't imagine that they would take it that uh, direction, but... I would be interested to see if they did decide to like preserve a part of her um, that 
cared for her daughter or her husband, uh, husband, maybe not. I don't know. Um, but, uh, we will see. I don't know. There was one thing, um, kind of just like the one very last thing that I wanted to ask about. I don't know, uh, if you have other stuff, but this feels really late in the game to do this. I feel really bad. I am a dummy. Maybe there were timestamps on the opening scenes. The only timestamp I remember definitively seeing was after the opening scene. So after like the facility was being burned and blown up that, uh, so I saw the timestamp after all of that occurred. Yes. I'm curious about the timeline. Was there a timestamp before that? that I showed? I think so. Okay. So we don't know if this was for sure another facility and that's where they got the I assume that's where they got the worms from I don't think that this was like a and this is how it all ends oh that's fair I guess it could be Ooh, I didn't even think of that yeah that could be like the last scene of the show that they showed us at the beginning as a little tricksy trick um because yeah they did not put a timestamp on it so I think you are supposed to assume as I did now I won't be able to sleep at night because <laughs> I just assumed that it was the first scene of the show and that that's how it all started is they used to have a creature and they had to kill it and move on to Ong Song. Yeah. And he was able to take a sample with him. Yes. I'm trying to think if there were better context clues because it was like snowing and that the beginning and then or like they were in a snowy area when they were blowing up the facility and then uh it flashes to like uh Cheok getting off of the train with her dad and the narrative is like that spring came exceptionally early so i'm assuming it's not the same location but it could be also do some investigating on the war which obviously it I don't know it could be messy I don't know if they were just evacuating that one facility right but my impression was that it was like things are compromised here we are pulling back maybe all the way to Japan so you could be right that it was like this is the very end when ja- when Japan left Joseon yeah or it could be that they were in Manchuria because that's where Cheok and her dad came from and also that's I believe where they said the her mom had come from like when they were showing the scene where they were like this one this prisoner and this one where is she from and they said something I want to say about coming from the Manchuria facility or something oh but it looked like they hadn't moved and they had just kind of cut all their losses in that opening scene yeah so I don't know why she would have been moved from that facility to the next. I don't know. Now I'm just pl- oh, no. I'm messing with the timeline and now I don't know what's going on and I'm confusing you. No. I'm so sorry. I'm not even confused. I'm just terrified now. <laughs> we started the show with the end being General Kato getting away and yeah. having <laughs> this I mean, to do it again. It could be that like penultimate episode thing that they do where it's like, we see, you know, that scene, but that's really just the second to last episode. Do you episode. want to know the worst news you'll ever receive? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you in um, advance. <laughs> there's, 
There's going to be at least one more season of this show. This is not a completed, just one part show. What have we done? (laughs) I'm sorry. I knew it going into it. We flew too close to the sun. We're here, but should we have come? It's only 10 episodes. (laughs) It's only 10 episodes and then another however many they gift us with later. (laughs) However long later. Oh, Lord. And Netflix. Netflix could choose to cancel it at any time. We're at their mercy now. We're giving them too much power. So you could be right. That could The very first scene could be the very last scene of episode 10. <laughs> we just have to wait a year or whatever. And then season two is them going after Kato. We're going to be fine. It's going to be fun. Everything's fine. <laughs> Should we do our outro? Are you ready? Do you have any? Because I don't have any more notes. Uh, yeah, I think I'm ready. I think I talked talked through all of my <laughs> wild feelings now about this show. Now that we know show. how the show ends, we can <laughs> just do our <laughs> maybe. outro. <laughs> or maybe we've completely messed our own minds up. Whatever the case may be, if anyone wants to talk more about the absolute wild ride that this show is going to be and has been in even the first two episodes, you can reach out to us at playonkpodcast at gmail.com. You can find all of our episodes, comment directly on the episodes. You can support our podcast by checking out our affiliates. And of course, you can sign up for our newsletter so you never miss when we start a new show. All of that at playonk.com. Yeah, we also have our Patreon, so that there's the link at our website, and then we also ha- are at patreon.com slash playonk, where you can get uh, access to, if you subscribe at the correct level, to get our pre-show chats. It's really just fun, like a fun place to connect ahead of the episode to talk, like get like our, I don't know, vibes ready to to talk about the show so if you're interested in that you can find us at our patreon yeah you can find us on instagram at play on k podcast on x previously twitter at play on k and on tiktok tiktok at play on k underscore emily yeah and then it's always important to talk about the two other ways that you can support the show one being checking out magic mind as we talked about and using our link that we provided also you can just rate review and subscribe wherever you listen to us it helps other k-drama podcast listeners find us yeah we will see you next week with the next two episodes of gyeongsung creature yeah, okay, bye. Okay, bye. Bye-bye.